Welcome back to Sci-Fi Cross Sections, a weekly podcast dedicated to everything science fiction. It's me, your sci-fi boy, Colin Brandon, and with me tonight is... <laughs> I'm Bill Jarvis. Andrew is normal volume. <laughs> As am I. That is, uh, that, that's all we got for uh, the cast tonight, but hey, like I say, the less the better. All right. He does say that. I do say that. Like, like a really weird amount of time, like when I walk in the room, like every single time. <laughs> um, anyways, tonight we are here to talk about the 1993 blockbuster, action-packed, amazing film. Billy and the Clonosaurus. Jurassic Park, which was... Uh, based on the novel Jurassic Park by Michael Crichton, directed by Steven Spielberg. I'm just going to say produced by Kathleen Kennedy. She was there. Mm. Um, starring Sam Neill, Laura Dern, Jeff Goldblum, Richard Attenborough, and Bob Peck. I don't know why I said Bob Peck. We're just going to, yeah. I'm sorry. B.D. Wong and Samuel Jackson were also in it. The budget for the film was $63 million. Can anyone take a guess at what the box office was? I'm going to say $1.033 billion. Billion. That's correct. Wow, Bill. <laughs> well done. <laughs> I mean, I, he knew I, it because it's got Bill in the name. So I think I'm going to start handing out a little, uh, we're going to call it the, uh, uh, the sci-fi box office prize. <laughs> And uh, every episode, I want you guys to guess what what the the box office was, if there is one. <laughs> and uh, Bill, tonight you get it. Awesome! Hey, thanks. Got it on the dot. Is that right? What's his price? Yeah, that's perfect. Uh, I'm just not going to talk to him for a week. That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> that's, that's, to be, that's fair. <laughs> you know what? That's fair. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> Bill, what is this movie about? Well, I'm so glad you asked. On a remote island, a wealthy entrepreneur secretly creates a theme park featuring living dinosaurs drawn from prehistoric DNA. Before opening the attraction to the public, he invites a top paleontologist, a paleobotanist, a mathematician, theorist, and his two eager grandchildren to experience the park and help calm anxious investors. However, their park visit is anything but tranquil as the park's security system breaks down, the prehistoric creatures break out, and the excitement builds to surprising results. So you two, uh, you you two dig up dinosaurs? (laughs) <laughs> Not lately. <laughs> <laughs> Chaos Larry, baby. I love it. All right. Oh, man. You know, I got to be honest. I've kind of wanted to do this movie since we started this little experiment that is sci fi cross sections. And I'm glad we're finally doing it. Mm, I'm glad too. I'm glad too. There's a lot of stuff in here that I did I not mean, realize I- when I was a child. Oh, yeah. Well, I always wanted to do it just because I loved it so much as a child. I, I played this VHS until it stopped working. Mm-hmm. Well, and it's also, it's like it holds up visually over the years. I did not expect it to hold up as well. You know, I feel like the CGI was definitely, it was rougher than you might expect from a modern movie, but not that much. It's really not that much. I think that I think the visual effects that they use on this are amazing, to be totally honest. And the fact that half yeah. of it is practical. 
Yeah. No, I, 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 th- I, I guess it's good place to bring it up. It literally took them 24 months of pre-production on this film. Hey, that's now, not surprising. You know, no. Well, well, the thing is, is nowadays that's not like unheard of, mm-hmm. especially if we look at how long like Lord of the Rings was in pre-production. It's like six years or something like that. Yeah. But for a movie of like this budget, you would think that they would just want to like push it out really quickly and not mess with that much pre-production. But 24 months. Mm. I mean, like Lord of the Rings makes sense. They had to craft the entire island of New Zealand and Australia. They had to make it. Right, New Zealand and Australia. They had to make it. <laughs> the island, scratch. not the continent. The island of New Zealand and Australia. They had to make those. Yeah. They had to make those for the movie. <laughs> they had to mess yeah. with the. In they Minecraft. had to mess with enough generations of human beings to get enough human beings with ears that were shaped <laughs> <laughs> like elves. How fucking long that took! Mm-hmm. Impractical yeah. way talk- of doing that, by the way. <laughs> we're Speaking talking of at which, least twenty know, generations um, of selective breeding. <laughs> Did you guys know that the the mocap for all the dinosaurs was done by Andy Serkis? <laughs> no way. <laughs> it's there's a deleted scene where he goes stupid fat T-Rexes. I have been robbed. I'd like to place a police report for my joke that I made before the cast. Mark, Mark, nobody can hear you. I'm the editor. (laughs) And now we finally realized who has the real power. It's the perfect crime. Yeah, we gave him all the power. Oh my god. Okay, so this is definitely Sam Neill's second best performance, of course. Eclipse. There was no cod piece in this movie. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Eclipsed by <laughs> Event Horizon. Yes, leather cat. That's the deleted the scene. Oh my yeah. god! And Ben's not here. We could just talk about how much we love Event Horizon. <laughs> how great is Event Horizon? Can we just talk about that? Oh guys? Did you god. remember that scene in Event Horizon where the thing is spinning around and it's real cool? It's a good oh movie. Oh my god! I loved that. You remember when Lawrence Fishburne like gets into the ship and he goes, "This place is a tomb." And you're like, I'm there, Lawrence. I'm, I'm right yeah. there with you, man. Whoa. Like, I was... Dr. Weird! You know when you sit down for Event Horizon and you have no idea what it's about? <laughs> it just... Yeah. And then you just start watching and you're like, oh, cool sci-fi movie. Cool, cool. Yeah. Really enjoyed it. Great sci-fi. Anyway, well, the, the movie is a black hole and the information <laughs> never really gets out. It's true. It's true. Yeah. But anyway, so Sam Neill is a gem. We all know that. Um, yeah. It, it, Interesting fact about Sam Neill is he was third choice to play Dr. Grant. Really? Uh, it was initially they tried to give it to William Hurt. I don't know if you remember who William Hurt is. Oh, William I guess Hurt. passing yeah. on it really hurt his career. Yeah, yeah. yeah the, the, um, the English actor, uh, super famous. I know exactly who you're talking about. He was in that. No, Dr. no, that's uh, what? That's John Hurt. Oh, right? okay. Okay. One second. Yeah, William William Hurt well, is uh, William Hurt himself. Today. Oh no, I know who you're talking William about. William Hurt is uh, he's the dad from the Lost in Space movie with Joey Tribbiani. Can we just pretend that I didn't say that though? Oh, Can we just yeah. nope, so that I don't look like a fool? Uh, they also they also tried to give it to Harrison Ford, but uh, he didn't want it. He would have done fine though. If we're if know, being honest. Yeah. I like to think that my damn dinosaur. He's he's got the he's got the same kind of attitude like i could see his like his like slanted sarcasm in that role to harrison ford or william hurt harrison ford oh okay yeah william hurt i don't know if i could exactly no that wouldn't have i think john hurt yeah. would have been perfect but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just hey dr hammond the phones are working no. again 
also, uh, Jim Carrey actually auditioned to play the role of Ian Malcolm. No shit. Yeah. Which apparently they loved him, but they just thought Jeff would be a better fit. And I agree. Whoa, must go faster. (laughs) My famous quotes. Yeah, Jim Carrey in the movie would have been like just a total different feel. He just has this sort of taint that just kind of spreads on everything. (laughs) Well, you really just don't want that to happen. You don't want to see that taint on the film. It always goes back to like when you hear that they originally wanted uh, Sean Connery to play Gandalf, right? But he turned the script down. What? Um, they also, I think, wanted Sean Connery to play like Morpheus, but he turned the script down. God damn it, Neo! <laughs> would you like You've the blue to pill the or would you like the red pill? <laughs> Smash them together. Tell me, Sonny, do you think you can? Jump to the other side of the roof. <laughs> do you think? Gonna... Do, you, do you think that's air you breathe? Yeah. You know, I'm going to say this. I didn't. I didn't. And this, that. Is, this is probably really insensitive, no. but I think I know the reason why Sean Connery says s's the way he does is because he grew up looking at the way his name is spelled, but having to pronounce it Sean. <laughs> and so that's why when he says things with s's, it's. That's why. That's why. Yes. Wow. Sprayed poopery in the toilet. Now it smells like shitrish. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> uh, yeah, we get it. We'll, that was, get it. Come that on. was great. <laughs> what right. a weird episode this, this is. is. Awesome. <laughs> I love it. Trust me, we've had a but lot weirder episodes. Colin's got some energy going in this one. I like yeah, it. Yeah, we're he burning was, through he it quickly here. was not last last episode. And then Richard Attenborough. You were like asleep before we started the last episode. Hmm. But but you're like I'm loving this I'm loving this. Um, so the movie was uh, filmed in Hawaii. In case you didn't know that they they didn't actually film it off the coast of Costa Rica. Mm. I mean it it is off the coast of Costa Rica. It just really yeah, off. it's just three thousand miles <laughs> just away. Way yeah. off. Way off. <laughs> Aren't we all way off the coast of Costa Rica in some way or another? I'm way off right yeah. now. <laughs> so, anyways, yeah, uh, think you'll get me to talk, T Rex. So, anyways, in, in case anyone didn't know, uh, composer John Williams began scoring the film. Nope. Didn't and know uh, he finished it too. <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> Can we do that for everything? <laughs> did you know that? Did you know that? Okay, so did you know that when they did you know that when they first started filming this movie that Sam Neill was going to play the doctor and then he also wound up playing the doctor as well so <laughs> and then, and then uh, they actually and then grabbed film and, and he was still the doctor he was, it was crazy he was still the doctor um yeah um that's all I, that's all i have that's all i have for you really but 1.033 billion fucking dollars in the box office this is that's so more money than i've you guys made. have to understand that this goes back to a time when things were in movies for like Four years, three years. It wasn't just like in there for six months or in there for two months. Boom, put it on DVD. Let's make more money on that. No, it's they used to be in theaters forever. You bring up a good point. How long I mean, was this movie in theater? What I would like to know what what these numbers are from because that movie has been 
literally a Hollywood staple for two um, decades now. So, like, is that number from literally like going back to theaters probably yeah, a couple yeah, there times? Was, there was re-releases. Uh, let's see. Box Office Mojo is an American website that tracks box office revenue. One second, I'm why just you, be right there. Why? <laughs> why are you reading that? Wait, let me let me Google it. Hold on. Google.com is a search engine. Ooh. Oh, where I can look up oh. box office oh. numbers. Oh, he's getting sassy. No, hold on a Come second. This episode, he's getting hold sassy. <laughs> Wait, I'll look it up. Mark Edward Botker, born January twenty fifth, nineteen eighty eight, is an American boy on a sci fi. Yeah, one yeah, second, a computer is a. Uh, I didn't want to give you a real birth date. I don't like this bit. <laughs> it's not good. Okay, <laughs> okay let's keep going. Cut this bit out, good. Failure to bit. How much did Tenant make? Bit, wait, Tenant made two hundred seven million dollars. That's not bad. What did the box? It's not good. Cost? Or not oh, box, cost office. box office. Cost. to make. By the way, it was the uh, I believe it was the three D release of Jurassic Park that pushed it over the billion dollar mark. Oh no, it wasn't until two thousand fifteen. Oh wow, it was a uh, it was a slow burn, you know. Oh no, never mind. I'm getting everything confused. It it did it in twenty thirteen. Um, yes, twenty thirteen is when it passed the billion dollar mark. Just because it it been released in theaters so many times and so many different iterations, so there you go. Bit over. <laughs> Thank God. Can we just do bit over every single time we say a joke? Oh, well, well, good news. My research in trying to find the box office numbers for Jurassic Park let me know that uh, Tenant broke even on their their uh, international uh, box office numbers. That means that so means it's good. a flop. Mm-hmm. I mean, it'll be back, guys. You have to believe one hundred percent. Tenant will be back in theaters, and it will be making bank for sure. For sure, I was I was going to say the fact that it came out now of all times. Yeah, I always acknowledge that, but Bond hasn't been pushed yet. But it's gonna, it's going. Everything um, else has. Right. Anyway, so yeah, chaos theory. <laughs> this whole fucking episode's been chaos theory so I far, love it. Bill. What is chaos theory? Uh, oh, hey, let's talk about that. No, I um, chaos theory is uh, an idea that's based off of the idea that there is a thing called phase space, which means that there are certain, certain, <laughs> there are certain uh, aspects of a starting state, which is like anything, like let's say it's position, like I'm sitting in this chair. So there's only so many things that you can know about that beginning state and where the object or ending state is um you can only know where it's going to be probabilistically because of how much how little you know about the beginning state so let's say you have a i don't know a particle or something and you are trying to figure out where it is you don't know exactly where it is so you're trying to predict where it's going to be but there is a 
large variance in what can happen. And as you do it over and over again, things start to change that you wouldn't expect to change. And then chaos is basically the idea that you cannot know everything about a state, the state of something. That's a basic idea of it. That's probably completely wrong, but that's so, a basic concept. Because my mind is ignorant, mm -hmm. how does uh, life... Uh, finds a way oh. how does that play into chaos theory oh sure yeah so um so the fact that the chaos theory is basically um has a dichotomy to um determinism so if you are deterministic oh we're back at determinism yeah, always oh, fuck. always um but no it, the scientists were the scientists were convinced that they had controlled everything and that they knew everything about everything and that they had, you know, basically engineered all the problems out. And so there was no problems. And it was completely arrogant of them to mess with nature in that way because there are so many things, so many factors that they didn't consider that they didn't really think that could happen because they thought they were they were so arrogant that they thought they were completely in control. Whereas with chaos theory, you know that you're never 100% in control of a state. So the fact that the um, dinosaurs were able to adapt to, you know, mate and create dinosaurs was chaos. It was the fact that they didn't understand one small little aspect of the gene code that made it possible. And so it's like there's, you know, that's that's where chaos theory comes into play is that Chaos isn't just massive destruction. Chaos is the lack of knowledge. Chaos is the idea that you cannot know something and completely predict it. So like, so the fact that they thought they could predict that nothing bad would happen. All right. Interesting. You mentioned it was tied to determinism, but I didn't. It doesn't. It doesn't sound inherently like it's connected to it. Oh sure, sure, sure. Okay, so so determinism is the idea that there is one beginning state, and then as you know, a second goes by, there's another state, and determinism is the idea that for every state, there's only one single state that it will go to. So like, basically, the idea that you know. The, the idea that if an object is traveling this direction, it's always going to be traveling in that direction. It's always going to it's always going to predictably have a path that it's going to take. And chaos is the idea that there could be a pebble in the road is the idea that you didn't compensate for certain things. And there's things about a state that you cannot know. So the idea is that like like um, like the state of an electron uh, the state of an electron, mm -hmm. um, you can either know its velocity or you can know its position. You cannot know both at the same time. So there, that is an idea of chaos, is that you have a probably, probably going to happen, but you cannot know for certain that something's going to happen. Sure, yeah. I always kind of thought of chaos theory as a... I'm looking for kind of like a quantum physics in like reskinned if that makes sense yeah I mean that's a good that's like a fair that's fair there are different guys kind of in a, in a like statistical way that's totally fair you're right because I mean that's a big part of quantum physics is the idea that you cannot know exactly what's going to happen a big idea of it is that it's probabilistic 
instead of being deterministic. I mean, that's that's a big part of it. So that's a really, really fair way of doing it. But there's uh, the scene where with jo- Jeff Goldblum and Laura Dern where um, he's like dropping the water onto her hand. So her hand is sitting there and it just looks like he's just spitting some game, but like he's just like dripping the water and he's just like, watch how it deviates from tiny changes in your hand's perspiration. He says, the drop is hitting the same spot spot so you'd expect it to go along the same path but tiny little changes are causing it to go on a different path so that was the that was one of his explanations in the movie of chaos theory i mean he was spitting some game it was spitting game like crazy now i i uh as i watched this movie several times as i was older it just took on a whole new meaning for me one of the things was the whole it's cheesy because we quote it all the time as a joke, but the the life finds a way type thing. And just when you think it's predictable, it 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 be, becomes unpredictable. I've always loved that um, aspect to it. Um, oh, hang on, I was going somewhere with that. Oh, see, Mark, you had to say that I was like with it today, and. My mind just completely just took a nosedive. Let's put that point it out. Miller, put air horns here. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I was going to say something about... Oh, so yes. So one of my favorite, uh, honestly, favorite things about this movie, and I, I saw this quote, and it's probably because of Jurassic Park, but it's science uh, will teach you or allow you to clone dinosaurs liberal arts will tell you why you shouldn't yeah that's a that's a that's a very good point um but no it's i don't think that was the thesis of the movie it was i think just the attempt to control nature for your own gains your own purpose and Right, yeah. I wouldn't say it was for his own gains. No, I would say controlled, contained. Doesn't want to be contained. I wouldn't say it was for his his own gains as far as like monetary value. Experientially, for sure. And the way he talked about the represented representative for the uh, the board was immediately talking the, about the blood sucking lawyer yeah, immediately <laughs> talking about the value of everything in the park and mm-hmm. talking about we could charge anything we could charge two thousand a day we could charge ten thousand a day mm-hmm. and dr hammond or i don't even know if he's a doctor actually no he's not <laughs> no okay. he's not dr hammond. uh mr hammond john if you will <laughs> was was saying this is something that everyone should have access to it's you know something it's a huge breakthrough that that any person should be able to enjoy and the way he's talking about it almost sounds like something he wants to spread but again he's distorting the world and and taking advantage of science to provide this thing caging up these ancient creatures that are not even meant to be here right now and right and then then trying to like hand it out like a philanthropist i i see what you're saying it's no matter what his reasons for doing it is uh regardless it's he's still displaying a a lot of arrogance 
mm-hmm. um, in just by him thinking that he can do it. And I, I do like what you're saying. It is kind of more of a philanthropic um, enterprise. He's trying to just do this, and anybody, everyone can go there. You know, right. Everyone can experience it. So. Well, I was I was also going to say. I mean, that's the definition of misguided. He was completely, you know, so focused on this um, this vision, this idea that he didn't think about the consequences. Like at the very beginning, it like was a huge red flag to me. I mean, I've seen the movie before. I know how it winds ends up. But like at the beginning, there was this huge red flag when he says, you know, like, oh, my investors are looking for outside opinions like why do i need outside opinions like and you know like that idea that like you'd be you become so focused and um insular that you don't really see the problems that you're Mm -hmm. so close to it that somebody walks in and they're like you have freaking dinosaurs that eat human beings why are you doing this you know like and then he's just like oh you don't understand you know, you don't understand, you don't get it. And it's like so obvious to the layman that, you know, yeah. So, so it's like, it's like you said, arrogance, but also a misguided um, vision in a way or misguided focus on the mission instead of thinking about the consequences of his actions. So I'm in the same boat as uh, Colin earlier. He's saying like, I watched it so many times that I wore the VHS out. The, like mag tape on the VHS. I, it's been, I had watched it so many times that I just didn't for a decade and watching it again with such a different perspective, you hear everything. They, they laid it out for you. Every time John Hammond spoke, it was like, mm-hmm. Red flag, red flag, red flag, red flag. <laughs> like you mm-hmm. were, like you were saying at the beginning, when he's talking to them in their in their trailer at the uh, dig site. <sighs> Man, and him, him basically, like he basically bought their opinion. Yeah, I mean, it didn't no, it didn't pan out that way, but it's what he was trying to do. That is exactly right. He was basically bribing them because he pays them. <laughs> you know, he he bought these people. He bought these people, you know, or at least he thought he bought these people and was just like, can you just sign a paper for me saying yeah. it's okay? It's like any time, you know, throughout the last hundred years, Big Tobacco has bought a study from a university of smoking mm-hmm. c- could possibly improve your health. You know, like, mm-hmm. obviously nobody thought actually thought that, especially anyone who actually did studies at a university, but... Big Tobacco paid them money to say, how about just fudge fudge some things? Don't say, just say it could be good for you. You know, <laughs> basically what he was doing there. So what Colin is saying is, what is that fifth dentist hiding? Yeah, I want to know <laughs> what yeah, that what's son of a bitch those, knows. What's... And I want him here now. <laughs> yeah, and what's with all those smoking dinosaurs? Yeah, those cigarettes are oh, way they're, too they're, small. They're smoking in uh, the Lost World. Smoking in the Lost World. Wow, he bolstered his doing a song. Are we going to be doing um, bits all night? I at least not. the Lost World. I don't want to do Jurassic Park three or the other movies. I think if we did the rest, we would need to do it all in one. Mm. 
I mean, the Lost I World. I think Jurassic World. I think the Lost I think World Jurassic can World stand on its, its own. own. Hmm. I mean, well, it could have its own episode. Yeah. I just don't want to do any of the others. We'll think about that. We'll tell you what we think about the air. it. Future events. <laughs> Such as these will affect you in the future. Um, so it's, it's actually funny that, um, you guys have such strong ties and memories to this movie because I don't like, I feel like the last five nostalgia watches you have not seen. Yeah. And well that I haven't, I have seen Jurassic park before, uh, as a kid, um, I've seen it like a couple of times as an adult, but this was not like a mainstay movie that was just always on at my house or that I like wanted to watch a lot. Um, And it's just really, it's super interesting. Like the amount of nostalgia that people have for this movie, you know what I mean? Like this is, this is a place for you guys in your mind that you can like go back to and remember what you were doing back then. Like this is a time capsule, time capsule for you guys. Like, like what what um like do you guys have any specific memories like regarding this movie that you guys really like you know this is like like you said mark it's a nostalgia watch you know literally one of my earliest memories in general one of my earliest memories was uh watching this movie and then reenacting scenes in the backyard with my siblings. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I was super traumatized. I think the, the opening scene with, with uh, the guy who's getting sucked into the cage by the Velociraptor and like, they got like, I, mm-hmm. I can't show you guys, mm-hmm. but I'm like, I'm pantomiming it, but like the arm, like going through yeah, and slipping. Go, yeah slipping through um mm-hmm. i to me that's like one of my earliest memories is seeing that scene seeing that movie i don't know i just ugh, fucking I, love it <laughs> my brother david and i used to always just yell at each other shoot ha shoot ha speaking of yelling real quick we're going to continue down the nostalgia train here in a second but i, I just have to ask you guys is Sam Neill yelling at her saying the door locks it locks or is he saying Allie the door locks meaning hey hit those door locks I think he's trying to get her to activate the door locks yeah I mean that's what he is what he's saying yeah I know I just always thought it'd be funny if he's just saying just (laughs) yelling at her hey by the the way the door locks locks. Allie the door locks the door, the door locks. locks. She's sitting there on a computer, like I fucking know. <laughs> I I guess, I guess, man. I don't know. You're the, you're over there. Yeah, just lock the door. Just lock it. It's a state of the art facility, and they don't have the door <laughs> locks no on the doors. Like you have to do games. it with a computer five feet away. It always reminds me of the critic when yeah. when the uh, he's doing the review of Jurassic Park. <laughs> the velociraptor slides the newspaper under the door and jiggles the handle so the key falls out. <laughs> you know, you know I, I'm just, I'm just imagining a uh, something similar to Ben Affleck asking Michael Bay how come they don't train astronauts how to drill instead of teaching people that drill to be astronauts. I could just see Sam Neill going like, so why wouldn't they just have a door lock on the door 
and not like on a computer five feet away. And then Steven Spielberg just being like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> right, Garvin, uh, really uh, ratchet some tension, you know? He just whips yeah, out just, a gun and just kills like, a horse. It's a sight. plot device. Get out. <laughs> now, Sam, rules. that could easily be you if you don't tell the line. <laughs> if you don't tell the line. <laughs> Hey, Steve, I don't think you should have shot that horse. <laughs> Get the fuck back in your trailer, George. Yeah, yeah. George came out of nowhere. I mean, it's a package. You know, you get John Williams. Jo yeah. George is just hanging out. Hey, uh, it's just a bunch uh, of old white guys uh, hanging guys, out. Uh, did you guys want to go out for some uh, some some malt, malt Hey, guys, I got a coupon after, for the Sizzler the that expires in six hours. Do you guys want to go? I, we'll really got, I could really go for, you know, six or seven malt steaks shakes. at the Sizzler. Yeah, I actually don't we could, know. We, we could get some french fries with the malt You shakes. know, we could uh, share apps. If you, We don't know. They're not going to call them apps for about 20 more years, but we could share some appetizers. They got those, those curly <laughs> fries that I like so much. You know, I don't know how they get them so curly. The way, I, was, I, was, I, was thinking of, I was thinking of making more Star Wars. Movies. Oh, George, I uh, don't think that's such a good idea, honey. <laughs> Who is that? That's mine. John Williams. John Williams. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think that's a good idea, honey. 80, you should probably sit old. down for a minute. 85 years old, Jewish, and a lady. I just Wait. don't understand. Just, I think I mistook your your uh George, I don't think that's a good idea, honey. Uh, you know. Yeah, I mistook that right? for I thought you were going for like a uh pack a day kind of Yeah, just voice. I'd like some ranch. That would be more like this. That would I be want more some like ranch this, honey. for my salad. Ranch. <laughs> Right. John, I don't think you should make any more right. songs. And I think the bit is over. <laughs> yep. <laughs> End bit. So End we bit. obviously need an entire episode for each Jurassic Park bit. endeavor, right? I, I do not want to do a, a, a quintrilogy of episodes we based do on Jurassic June. Jurassic June. Jurassic Fuck. Clear the way, boys. We're coming in. Clear the way. That's, that's presumptuous Coming that we'd be alive next June. I'd like to think I, I will, will be, but all right. You probably won't be. So, um, now with that sniper rifle yeah. uh, dot on your temple. D does anyone else have Nostalgia Lane to go down, by the way? I can, like, read, nope. I can tell you about, like, the five specific memories I have regarding this movie. Wow. Please do. Please do. I have one. Oh. Uh, one of them is me as a child, like thinking that the lawyer dude was like, like stuck to the toilet. Like he like physically wasn't able to like get off of the toilet. You don't know what's in that toilet though. I was like, I literally was like, and like for, for years I was like, what, why couldn't he get off the toilet? And it's like, oh no, it just, everything happened so fast. Um, I remember being at Universal Studios in the gift shop and wanting this, like, it was, um, I, I think it was a toy of, um, Dr. Grant and he had like this, like backpack that had like a, an arm that like was spring loaded and it would like go like, it would, it would like, uh, this thing would like 
go and it would the idea was that you were like catching the raptor with this like spring-loaded oh, like, it's dr grant's arm. arm it's just spring-loaded no like there's he's like a, got like a metal backpack that has like this like it's almost got like you know those like man traps um those man catchers that is like uh, it's a it's a spiky hoop that's on a pole that you put over somebody's head and you you get them <laughs> Am I? In <laughs> I like. I like how they're just. I like how they just made shit up for that toy. I mean, I if you don't, it just made shit. I thought when you said like spring. Yeah, like I thought you spring when you said like spring loaded yeah, arm. You meant you, you meant like Samuel Jackson's I don't arm. I remember the 90s, that was fucking children's toys. That was like, literally they just threw shit on that thing. Spider Man. They literally did. What? Yeah, since when? And why is it made out of weapons? Superman's fist detaches from his arm and fires at people. That's yeah, awesome, man. but not real. That's how it goes. Um, but I remember, like, my family didn't want to buy it for me because they're like, "Oh, you won't remember this. Like, you should get something that's like specific to this vacation." And you fucking Joke remember? I fucking, you remember fucking remember that it. toy. So now you got to search <laughs> Amazon for yeah. stupid toy. I probably remember it specifically. I probably remember it specifically because they told me I would never remember it. Yeah, that's how it works. Um, got it. It's like my well, my hippocampus <laughs> just moved, <laughs> so. You said it with such salt and sass. I love what's it. Your, what's your memory, bigger. Mark? So weirdly enough, I have... More um, merchandise I'm, I'm memories. Digging. I am digging. I have nothing from, like, straight-up childhood. That I, 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 I knew I watched this movie a lot. But the only memory I have of watching it is in Betsy's basement. Oh, yeah, with, like six years ago? Yeah, yeah. Well, in Betsy's, yeah, Betsy's parents' basement, like, I think it was before she moved to L.A. That's the, like, I watched this movie so many times, I could basically recreate the entire thing from memory, and I, but I don't remember any instances of watching it at all. Weirdly enough. Hmm. He started talking about, like, memory lane and, like, having all these memories connected oh, to it, man. I'm like... Uh, <laughs> I've got nothing. <laughs> hey, it's okay, man. That is okay. But, um, yeah. So, man versus nature. Nature always wins. Nature versus nature. There's your cautionary tale. Thank you, Stephen. Thank you, Michael Crichton. I thought it was Which, so I, I So, I didn't look this up, but I heard this rumor that... <laughs> He was like contracted to write this book and he didn't want to finish it and they basically made him finish writing the book so that they could make the movie. That's what I heard because they started, listen, this book came out in 1990. They started basically pre-production on this film in 1990. Mm. Like, come on. A book mm. has to like be out for a while before they go. This should be a fucking movie. I don't know. I mean, maybe they had like his his publisher was like oh this is a this is a movie right here let me like put this in some hands that could be yeah. i mean probably a lot of his books are of the quality of jurassic park i mean if you guys ever get a chance to actually just dive into some michael Crichton, he's a very very good writer i've a never read books have been made into movies he's not as prolific as stephen king was and like Stephen King writes something and people like just a book like a week. fucking shit a load about it. Stephen they're so King. excited. But uh, there's usually a lot a lot of science involved with Michael Crichton books. So if you get a chance to read it, it's actually really cool. It's a lot of theoretical sciences and stuff. For sure, yeah. 
uh, I will say, <laughs> also, a couple uh, years ago, I picked up a copy at a thrift store of the novelization of the movie Jurassic Park. <laughs> That's, that's always weird, weird when there's a novelization. <laughs> that's, that's, Though, that's fucking dumb. To be fair, God, I love it. To be fair, sorry, I just robbed it. To be fair, isn't the uh, isn't the book dramatically different from the movie? I know we're not covering the book, but uh, it, it is a lot different. Yes, mm. yes, it is. And uh, Jurassic World is also a novel by Michael Crichton. That one he probably didn't want to write. That's probably what I'm mm. thinking of. He didn't want to finish uh, the Lost World, right? They made him write it, but still probably good. Never read that one. Nope. Anywho, oh, uh, can I, I? I just want to talk about a couple things. Uh, the illusions at the beginning of the film. Can we just talk about that? Oh for like yeah. Two seconds. So, so like, I'm glad you brought this up. So like, I think everybody knows the one. I mean, I've, I, everyone knows the one where he has the two buckles. And it's the two, like, you know, female yeah. sides of the buckle, mm -hmm. which is a reference to all the dinosaurs being female. And then he's like trying to buckle it, but he can't figure it out. And then he finds a way to do it. So he finds yeah. a way to make it happen. Like life. life finds a way. I didn't, I didn't pick up on that one. Yeah. I always just loved that as like a comedic moment. Yeah. Oh, no. But yeah, but that was, that was, so it's two female and he makes it happen. I always thought it was like a uh, like a character moment, kind of like a uh, setting up his like, for one thing, breaking a norm. Like instead of just finding the other end, he solved it I through mean, another I, means. I think it serves that purpose too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it was just funny in general. Like yeah. I, it's one of those. I think it might be a holdover. Like I always just thought that was just a funny moment. Like a <laughs> that's that's like wacky thing to do. Like. Mm -hmm. That's not how you do a seatbelt as a kid. And then I just always like thought of it as just a funny thing. Like I never mm -hmm. processed it that way. Hey, yes, yeah. you learned something today. Yeah. There you go. You learn yeah. something new every day, whether you want to or not. <laughs> so, I didn't mean to derail you, Bill. So. No, you're good. No, you're good. I didn't have much after that. I, I there was a lot of illusions that happened, but um yeah, no, there was just a lot of stuff that was like <sighs> the layout of the park and like the the fact that you know they talked about like you know the fact that there are poisonous plants in the in the place and that you know like you picked them because they were beautiful not because not because of not considering the risk of it you know that sort of thing which is kind of directly related to the dinosaurs sort of thing so there's there's a lot of stuff going on at the beginning of the film especially with uh, i mean john hammond talking about anything as an allusion to how dangerously and whacked out the park is you know it's like it's just everything that that kind of comes out of his mouth in the first 30 minutes to an hour is kind of just like a reference to capitalistic nightmares that's just happening throughout this whole thing <laughs> that is just like we don't think about lives we don't think about individuals we think about the money and the vision you know the money and the vision are the only yeah. thing that matter oh and oh god i fucking i just it all came back in this moment the like the corporate espionage and shit and mm -hmm. right <clears throat> yeah yep newman 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 he, yeah it, <laughs> literally not his name in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> he will forever eternally be. i'm newman. sorry wayne knight I'm yeah that's, sorry. that's funny he's yeah, eternal, i'm sorry wayne brady newman i'm sorry you were famous and people will remember you for something else i'm so sorry for you <laughs> what you must have uh nedry, Dennis nedry. <laughs> that was his name 
Yeah, Dennis Newman. There are yes. they pepper some fantastic sound cues in there too that are like I mean, things don't start getting wild until like an hour plus into the movie, but mm-hmm. right like from the beginning, he when when he opens the uh shaving cream can and oh, that sound. Dr. Nedry laughs like mm-hmm. 100% the sound effect from the exact dinosaur that kills yep, him yep. comes out of his mouth. Like yep. it's gotta be, it's gotta be because it's yeah. doors opening like the like normal sci-fi whoosh noise. They like you could you could hear the undertone of dinosaur noise, the like screech, screech, yeah, sort of screech that's happening everywhere. I love it. I love the like overlapping themes. Mm-hmm. I, I actually that's a sound his laugh in that scene is kind of like that took me back to my childhood because I noticed that sound I was like that's a really weird laugh a seven year old Bill said hmm. already developing puberty. Dotson we got Dotson here we got Dotson nobody cares nobody cares <laughs> alright um, oh man fuck I love this movie alright well <laughs> So uh, I think unless anyone has anything else to add, Mark. Nope. Still doesn't get it. All right. Uh, We are going to do good sci-fi, bad sci-fi. And I think I already know what everyone's going to say for this movie. But we're going to go around the table. Do you really? I fucking do, Andrew Charles W.S. Paul Miller. Mark, you ready? I sure am. All right. Tell me. Is this good sci-fi or bad sci-fi, bud? It's good sci-fi. Asks a lot of questions about science and its applications and the way humans view nature and the way they manipulate nature. I think it's I think it's great. A lot of people look to the future with science's applications and I think it's interesting that they they take it conceptually in the past, but the way that it affects the future morally, I think it's I think it's an interesting dynamic. I, I've always loved this movie, and you definitely find something new every time you watch it. I also wanted to mention that Alfred Molina was in Raiders of the Lost Ark, but he was not. I know he was in Raiders. He was not in Jurassic Park. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> I'm the bomb commander. Get out of here, Mark. Um, I'm actually going to go next just because uh, I want to disagree with you on one thing. Okay. It's not asking questions. I think it's just putting its foot down and hmm. making a statement is what this movie is doing. Um, but everything else you said, I think, like, you were spot on. Um, but, yeah, that's that's the only thing I want to say. Um, I think this is great sci-fi. I fucking love it. Um, when I say it's one of my earliest memories, I'm not kidding. I, I This is a part of me. Always will be. Uh, and it's a movie that as I get older, I appreciate it more and more, which is still surprising. So um, great sci-fi. Absolutely love it. Glad I got put on the schedule. Thank you, Please. Ben. Bill. Oh, okay. Um, 
So I think it's good sci-fi because it makes you think about um, why we do the things that we do and why we um, we take advantage of our environment in the way that we do. And, um, and when we go too far, the environment comes back to haunt us, which is very relevant in, um, you know, today's world. So I think that, you know, to have nature and the environment attack back on us because we decided to push it too far. It's like, it's just like a timeless tale for us since the industrial revolution. I mean, since the beginning, we've had uh, this issue with, um, with taking the resources and not thinking about the consequences of it. So I think it's a, I think it's a great sci-fi with a great message. I right, thank you, Bill. Andrew Miller, close us out. Uh, I think as usual, I'm going to have to be the outlier here and say that it is magnanimous sci-fi. <laughs> um, you guys all did a superlative that was less than what I said. So that is technically accurate. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a, it's a really great movie, um, just in general. I mean, I know this is a lot of people's childhoods. It's not mine, but I uh, I can respect that um, this movie really has stood the test of time. I mean, watching it, you know, the, the even the dinosaurs, the mix of practical and CG that was pretty, pretty cutting edge, I think. Um, really excellent job. Just really excellent job in a lot of aspects of this movie. Um, so I'm going to say, uh, magnanimous, great sci-fi. So I'm, I'm you confused. Go. You said you did watch it as a child, right? I have seen it before as a kid. Yeah. But it wasn't like a mainstay. Like I, I didn't wear out a VHS copy of it. I don't know. If, I don't even know if we had it on VHS. Yeah. Betamax for sure. Yeah. We definitely were. We <laughs> yeah, were definitely beta, a beta. I had a, my, my, one of my brother-in-laws was a Betamax adopter really he had a beta player and i was like this is a weird vcr and it wasn't uh -huh. a vcr it played <laughs> <just> beta like <laughs> it. <laughs> yeah i well i had this on laser disc so did you no i had no laser disc in my Fucking house but posier do you know how, do you know how many laser discs i own how many two yeah, I had this on vinyl, man. Really? Yeah. Colin saw them the other day. Yeah, they. Um, I have Event Horizon on LaserDisc and, se <laughs> and Seven. <laughs> those are like those are larger than vinyl, right? Or they're about, about the same, same size? size as vinyl. Yeah, yeah I think. Okay. Yeah. You know, God. I did. We didn't really touch on it before, and I know we've already kind of rounded down to the end of the podcast. But Bill's Bill's point brought me brought that back in my mind. It was kind of something I had thought about while I was watching it. The, the weird clashing, I mean, there, there are so many more obvious, like, human, human interactions between the modern world and the dinosaurs, but there's something about the scene where they lower the cow into the raptor pit that is, like, since my childhood, been unsettling to me. It, uh, I think it's on... on several different levels for one thing i mean it's it's weird seeing a live cow get lowered in there to be eaten and then i mean i'm a vegetarian now but i wasn't when i was seven and it was still weird to me then just watching them like casually lower a live animal in there and nothing come out but the the 
contrast of them being these like hyper intelligent hunting creatures and this prey is just being lowered down in there it was something that kind of a really stood out to me now that they, that they kind of the narrative they kind of pushed on top of it already being kind of obvious that everything is out of place here things are being thrust together that should not be this fight against nature even on the like individual animal scale is so in your face in this park it's wild and i also it also makes me think is is there somewhat of an allegory for current, like modern zoos in this as well i know there there is some utility in in zoos rehabilitating creatures that cannot be in the wild anymore but there are also many zoos around the world that are just plucking animals out of their natural habitats to I be mean, there for humans to walk through and gawk at, you know? No, that, that, it, it, there, that is there. You're right. Um, when they try to feed him the goat and he says he wants to hunt, that's, that's like, yeah, animals in the zoos are not experiencing the way that they should live. So, yeah, no, you're absolutely right. Lions do not want to sit there and get just like raw meat thrown at them. They want to run after their prey. They don't get to, though. Me too. Miller wants to run after his prey. Tackle him like a wounded gazelle. Better run, boy. The problem. He can't move too fast around him. Um, He's he's a natural sprinter, though. Guys, Um, I just want to let you know that um, on this day in... uh, 1947 the lead singer of t-rex was born (laughs) (laughs) mark bolin all right um well there you have it folks that is that is our take on jurassic park i feel like we could probably talk about this movie for like another hour um which you guys don't want that we don't want that i don't want that um. <laughs> what a great note to yeah, end on. But, uh, <laughs> um, I know you don't want to fucking listen to this thing, <laughs> well, and no, we don't want to talk about it. I don't it. think anyone wants to listen to it. For two, for two, <laughs> what are does we anyone doing want to listen to this here? for two fucking hours? I sure wouldn't. Um, <laughs> um, next week, uh, if I'm wrong, I hate to get your hopes up, but next week we should be covering Predator, uh, another fucking favorite movie of mine. Um, I, I see Billy's already. He, Bill's already flexing just thinking of that Dylan in in Dutch arm lock. Yeah. Oh, oh God, look at him go. All right, all right. So, the guys, thanks for listening, and until next time. You left out Wayne Knight. Holy I left shit. out Wayne Knight. Guys, holy me- shit! I didn't realize that they only made this for sixty three million, and made a billion dollars. That's insane. So that's that's I'm, that's like my thing. I I say what the, uh, the budget was. And oh, the okay. Rewind, rewind, is. rewind. I didn't really answer that. All right, hang on. <laughs> hang on. <laughs>